Welcome to A State of Mind, a podcast series all about motivating, inspiring, and educating you in the art of selling luxury real estate. This is Tammy Sims, trainer for the Institute for Luxury Home Marketing. Today, we're digging into the importance of adopting a luxury mindset. For this installation of our Blueprint series, we'll be talking to Institute Guild member Maria Babaev about how she transitioned careers and leveraged her business experience and connections to become one of New York's most successful real estate professionals. First, just a word about our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Real Marketing, the only marketing firm recommended exclusively by the Institute. Real Marketing utilizes over 25 years of expertise and their products are built and customized for you to dominate any neighborhood, anywhere. Go to realmarketingforyou.com. That's realmarketing, the number four, you.com. Also look for past A State of Mind episodes with CEO David Collins as our guest. Now for our podcast. Maria Babaev is a market-leading real estate advisor with Douglas Elliman on Long Island's North Shore. Combining her wealth of financial and management experience with the reach of her extensive network of clients, Maria has established a sterling reputation for strategically marketing premier properties and new developments, successfully negotiating complex deals and personally connecting buyers and sellers from around the world. She's a sought-after speaker who has appeared on ABC, CBS, CNBC, and more. She and her properties have been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Mansion Global, Architectural Digest, Town and & Country, and too many others today. She's been a featured panelist at numerous real estate summits around the world and was recently named one of Nassau County's Women of Distinction. Maria, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad to have you. Great to be here, Tommy. Thank you very much for the opportunity. So I'd like for our audience to know a little bit about you in terms of where your market area is and the types of properties and price points that you tend to work in. Great. I practice real estate on North Shore of Long Island. We are approximately 30 miles outside of New York City and 60 miles to the Hamptons. Uh, we are gold of the Gold Coast, and uh, uh, since we're all familiar with Great Gatsby, this is exactly the area where uh, Great Gatsby uh, got inspiration from and was written. Uh, so that's my market area. I'm in the business for uh, almost 20 years. Uh, prior to my real estate career, I was on Wall Street. I was managing portfolio of 130 banks located in Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Russia, all the countries of the former Soviet Union. So it was a phenomenal career, but I also had to travel a lot um, on business and be away from my family. So uh, once children came into my life, everything changed and uh, we moved to uh, North Shore of Long Island and that's how I started developing my real estate career. Um, in terms of properties that I represent, there's a variety of different price points because I always say that the uh, um, luxury segment of the market is uh, uh, extremely important to me, and that's where uh, most of my transactions take place. However, we're very diversified and also handle uh, markets that are below a million dollars where different uh, uh, lot sizes. You know, North Shore of Long Island is very... Um, uh, diverse. It could be Roslyn area where we have smaller lots uh, under 
let's say half an acre and those price price points about million to two million dollars then we move to uh let's say old westbury area where it's two acre zoning and then we have prices between two and a half and four million dollars and then we move to larger estates with the price points uh north of five million dollars wow that is a really diverse market area then certainly so i want to talk just a moment about um about your professional background, as you uh, as you alluded to, uh, so you are very highly educated. You have an MBA in international business and finance, and a bachelor's degree in industrial management. So, tell me how those um, uh, types of training and education come into play with your real estate profession. Well, I always look at the role of the real estate uh, uh, professional, uh, real estate broker as an advisor. Uh, In today's environment, and frankly, always, uh, we're dealing with very sophisticated, successful, and savvy clients, whether sellers or buyers. I don't think anyone needs anymore uh, for someone to show this is the kitchen, this is the bathroom. What really people need these days, our clients, is the advice, trust, the role of trusted advisor. That's how I truly see um, our profession and where we're moving towards to, because we have tremendous uh, amount of information coming at us. And all of our clients, they have seal of this information. So where we come in is uh, to educate and to uh, navigate through these dynamics and being able to apply specific information to their unique situation. So how Wall Street comes into that, that role of advisor, role of the having a, a financial background, I think it's extremely important because I looked at each and every transaction from the business perspective as well. What makes sense, what doesn't make sense. And when you um, come in with that experience and expertise, clients really appreciate that. Wow, that makes uh, quite a bit of sense. And so you shared with us why you made the transition, and that also makes perfect sense. So let's talk a little bit about how you made the transition in terms of uh, adopting the luxury mindset within the real estate industry, um, as opposed to the, the financial and investment background. That's a great question. And um, frankly, I can talk about it for a long time. Um, it was not an easy transition. Um, so when I started my real estate career, uh, we moved into the area that uh, was new to me. I did not really have any network or sphere of influence for that matter. I did not belong to any of the fancy country clubs or had, um, you know, belonged to some organizations, so on and so forth. Um, I had a newborn and uh, um, everything that comes with it. But one thing I know, I always wanted to uh, uh, stay in the professional world and uh, continue uh, with my education as well as developing my career. So what happened, um, I need to learn how to differentiate myself very quickly because I couldn't become just yet another broker where we all know that this industry is um, flooded with uh, new people coming into the business and some of them stay, but 90% of them don't. And so what I really learned very quickly is that uh, differentiating myself is the key to my success. Um, I read a book about 
how to really do it. And uh, frankly, you got to use what you have. We tend to concentrate, oh, you know, I don't have the experience or expertise just yet, so on and so forth. But what do you really have? And what I've had is my international background, and I also had my financial background. And this is exactly what I did to separate myself from the rest of the competition and to adapt that luxury mindset because international and luxury always comes hand in hand. And I think that that's what uh, took place in my case. And I hope that the audience took away from that something really, really critical, not focusing on what you don't have and capitalizing on what you do. Thank you for, for bringing that front and center, because I hear that a lot from our members who are looking to increase their price point or maybe who are newer to this profession from another. And, uh, and that's something that I always encourage them to do is take advantage of the skill sets and the assets that they bring. So from there, you mentioned that you weren't yet uh, part of the community. You didn't have connections locally or you know, belong to any of those, uh, those organizations. So how did you accomplish that? What kinds of things did you do to, um, to build your local connections and, uh, and grow your sphere of influence? It was a process, um, very methodical. I uh, started to develop this relationship, started to join different groups, both professional and personal. Also was very much involved in the community as well, um, both through the uh, real estate community, as well as being a parent, you know, schools, so on and so forth. Um, but I also think that um, uh, what truly helped is uh, the way I looked at this, at my business. Um, it was never just a hobby. Uh, from day one, I was very methodical and I was building what I have now pretty much brick by brick. And I must say that um, continue to educate myself. Even today, I consider myself a student of life, especially in ever-changing industry. And today with the technology and the uh, um, so much new and exciting stuff and information and the tools that are coming into our industry. I think it's more than ever, more important than ever to stay cutting edge and continue to educate myself. So if I have to attribute um, my success, I would definitely say it's, it's the level of education, even within the real estate industry, learning new things, uh, learning from the best, attending different seminars. And I must say that uh, Luxury Marketing Institute played tremendous uh, role um, and tremendous part uh, of me coming to uh, the level of experience and exper expertise and success that uh, we exhibit right now. Well, I know that I feel the same way about uh, about my involvement with the Institute and what I have gained, including relationships with uh, professionals like you um, from around the world. Um, you. You, you made a good point, again, that I want to reinforce, and that is that even when you are at a level of success, there's always more to learn. Um, think about how different the market is now from what we've seen in the past two decades and the idea that it's going to look entirely different in the future. So the importance of continually um, educating and, and learning new things is, is really critical. And it is I absolutely think, critical. 
it is. And I think that it's so important, not just adopting the luxury mindset, but staying there and staying, staying there, elevating, elevating your game. And the minute we think we know it all, game over. That's so, right. That's right. So your credo is locally known, globally connected. And you've leveraged your international background to develop client relationships around the world uh, and to foster those relationships. So tell us a little more about that and, uh, and the impact that it has on your overall um, uh, profession. Great. Um, to me, I never really positioned myself as a local broker, even though our markets are... Uh, micro-local, and it's extremely important to have knowledge uh, of each and every transaction and uh, um, nuance uh, of specific marketplace. I always looked at my clientele as not just local, but also national and international. What you just mentioned, Tani, in terms of relationships that were created with the brokerage community, both through the uh, Institute for Luxury Home Marketing, as well as my international organizations such as FIAPSI and uh, uh, other organizations, I think helped me gain that confidence that no matter where the real estate needs are for a specific client, we're able to manage expectations and also help with these needs and wants. And so, um, for example, right now, um, I see where the trends are and where my clients, once you meet with them, they most of them have multiple residences, right? So for North Shore of Long Island, most of my clients also have a home in New York City, perhaps the Hamptons. It's definitely now South Florida. So um, I find that especially with international buyers, really kind of sending them off or referring them um, might not be the greatest idea. You need to stay involved because they develop that level of trust with you as an individual. So as long as you're involved in holding their hand and partnering with someone in other parts of the country or the world, for that matter, I think that will um, allow you to achieve a level of success in each and every transaction. So that is my view. I go where my clients are. Um, we are now as a company and I'm with uh, uh, Douglas Solomon um, Real Estate for the last 10 years of my career. Um, great brand and we can talk a little bit more about that, but we are strategically now in all of the parts of the country where our clients are. We're in Florida, we're in California, we're extremely strong in New York. Uh, we just uh, opened up offices in Texas uh, and so on and so forth. And our international partner, which is Knight Frank in London, that gives us that reach and resources uh, pretty much in 65 different countries of the world. I think this is extremely important because especially on a certain level of uh, um, clientele, high net worth individuals, they expect, they experience that from other industries and other brands. And I think that level of expectations is also being transitioned into our industry. I think you've made some very, very important points about perhaps the difference in the long-term relationship with your international clients or those who have multiple properties and their level of expectation 
being more than just sending them a referral and handing them off, but remaining involved. And I don't think that any of them expect us to uh, to actually be um, the, the feet on the ground handling the nuances of the transaction, but to know that we're there as a resource, I think sure. that is that is that is a really important part of uh, of having that mindset uh, to offer that level of service to those particular clients. I think that that's great. Um, and you mentioned the the support from your brand, and uh, and of course we don't want to uh, specifically call out any any brokerages or brands as being better than others, but but you alluded to the level of support that is necessary to service the the high-end clientele and particularly the international clientele. And I I remember talking with you um, a decade ago when you made that transition. And so I'm I'm curious to know what parts of the brokerage support um, are most important to you in the luxury arena? um, And just how important is that? I think this is extremely important, and I experienced that uh, in my own instance, in my own space. Um, We, being real estate professionals, often think that uh, it's really me and not the company. Um, And certain, perhaps it's the truth to a certain extent, because if uh, I like you as a broker, Often I don't care which company you work for. Sure. But if I don't like you as a broker, I most definitely don't care which company you work for. Um, and that's for a while, um, I thought that that's how it should be. Um, and all, with all my respect to all the competitors and my previous affiliations, I must say that only if and when I moved under Douglas Elliman umbrella, I truly experienced that when clients like me as a broker, and now they love the brand that behind me, that's when magic happens. Therefore, um, the importance of brand with name and reputation behind us as brokers, I believe is extremely important. And when your vision um, is in alignment, when your integrity is in alignment with your brand that's behind you as a bigger company, I think that that's, it's just a home run. My business, for example, tripled um, since I moved to Douglas Elliman. My business really expanded to other territories. My business expanded tremendously into new development space, which I probably couldn't even dream of uh, if I would be still with my previous engagement. So the answer is, I am very bullish on the brand and I'm very bullish on the alignment. Um, and I think that that's truly uh, an elevation of me as the real estate professional. I stay um, very proud on the shoulders of my brand. And having that feeling, regardless of, of, of who the brand is, or even if it's a, a boutique brokerage, having that level of... Um, satisfaction and alignment with the brand is uh, is really empowering for one's personal success. And of course, we spend a lot of time in the training talking about building uh, a luxury brand. And uh, many of our audience are with a, a larger brand. Many are, uh, are independent and can be very successfully so. But building that brand and that level of trust 
within their community uh, can be absolutely critical. And, and certainly the, the vision, the, the mission, the core values, that alignment and the, the identification uh, of, of where one wants to be can play into that entirely. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like we're we're on the right track with the with the training, and that can be manifested in so many different ways. Absolutely. You also mentioned um, that you are continually taking advantage of resources and education and conferences uh, within the um, uh, within the real estate industry. And um, I'm curious to know how do you leverage your membership in the Institute for Luxury Home Marketing, your designation and, and guild status, um, and what other types of resources do you utilize from within the industry? I utilize a lot of resources of the Luxury Home Marketing Institute. And uh, for me, it's truly a foundation. In terms of education, pretty much you've covered everything. In any question I'm I have, I can go into the library, watch the webinar, go to the YouTube YouTube channel. So it's a huge support uh, that Institute provides for its members. Um, I also, my favorite tool, if I can just pick and choose one, is the luxury market reports. And I absolutely use them on a daily basis. They are part of my listing presentations. They are part of my mailers. They are part of my follow-up campaign with my buyers that have purchased from me in the last 20 years. So every month, for example, I take the specific, uh, um, let's say, neighborhood or uh, a street and see who purchased at what time. And I will send them a little note. And part of that package would always be a luxury market report from uh, from the Institute. I also... Um, I know for the last couple of years, we lost the luxury of being together in larger gatherings. So hopefully world is coming back to uh, um, its own kind of space where we can resume. And I am very much looking forward to the actual networking and interaction because that is absolutely invaluable um, in terms of exchange of information, experience and expertise and being in a safe space to share, not with your direct competition, but with your co-opetition in certain ways, but more importantly, with your colleagues that uh, uh, continue to be my inspiration as well. And then, of course, the re- can deepen the relationships. In fact, if I look at my uh, personal relationships within the industry with brokers um, around the world and you know, in, in within U.S. as well, most of my stellar, the most important connections and relationships, in fact, came through the Institute. I'm glad you said that because I, I feel the same way. And I know that our, our members are anxious to, to get back to that opportunity for, for in-person, uh, for meeting new members and also for deepening those relationships as you as you meet again. So I, I am I am with you there. And I'm also glad that you called out the luxury market report because I also utilize that in a variety of ways to um, to share particular expertise with uh, my professional sphere of influence, financial advisors, and that sort of thing, but also for clients, particularly those that own multiple properties. 
and they have an interest in in what's happening in other parts. And uh, and I think it's a resource that members, even um, as they're as they're making the, the the efforts to learn more about the higher price points and to educate themselves. That luxury market report is an incredible tool for understanding the nuances of what happens as the price point goes up, right? We get so inundated with local news and uh, uh, information about the real estate market. And it's an incredible tool for for really honing one's um, skills in the the upper price point. So I'm really glad. And and in addition to that, it also gives you instant credibility because again, that elevates you instantly into that uh, um, luxury real estate advisory role where uh, it's all about the numbers and these reports are super comprehensive and they're based on a specific MLS statistics. And it looks like you spent days putting them together and all you have to do is press the button and that's awesome. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And uh, and we'll be sure to pass that on to the folks that do spend weeks gathering that information so that we have the luxury of uh, of hitting the button and sending it out. And uh, you're doing an incredible uh, job. Please send them my regards. I agree. And I'm sure that uh, that they'll hear that. So I'd like to ask a little bit about balance. You mentioned early on that when you started in the the real estate industry, when you made that transition, that you had a newborn. And I know from conversations uh, that we've had uh, recently, you've got college on your hands now. And uh, and it's been a pleasure to to see your children come along um, uh, throughout the years as you've attended some of the Institute events. Tell us how now you are managing the balance uh, with what your family needs and uh, what you need personally with the demands of a very sophisticated uh, clientele. So uh, time flies when you have fun. Uh, My newborn at that time is a freshman right now in college. In fact, uh, in two days, I'm flying to uh, pack her because the first year is over. It's unbelievable how quickly time passes. Um, I have a unique kind of vision about balance. I think that uh, sometimes us trying to bring more balance into our lives creates a little bit more stress because, oh my God, I'm supposed to be balanced, but look at me again. I work long hours or whatnot. So um, I once heard uh, from someone, I don't recall where, but I thought that was absolutely brilliant, that if we look um, at a week as a balanced week versus looking at a day as a balanced day, we will have a lot better chance of succeeding in that life kind of work business versus personal balance. Um, So before I talk about balance between work and uh, uh, personal, I just also wanted to say that I was struggling for a while to really make that separation where personal ends and business begins and vice versa. For example, uh, my son is a baseball player. So Saturday, Sunday comes. It's the busiest days for real estate professionals in terms of open houses and showings. So what do I do? Do I go watch my son play or do I take a buyer who might or might not buy? Um, so it's it's always a choice that we are making. 
And um, it was challenging for me to really separate. And then I realized that, you know what, this is my client. But then through transaction, we develop very nice personal relationship that's now even deeper. And now they're my friends. Or this is my friends or baseball parents. And now they would like to either buy or sell a house. So they became my clients. So where's that fine line? And when I actually stopped looking for this fine line and allowed these two universes to collide, that's when magic happened. Because um, you can be on a baseball field and still conduct your business because, you know, everybody always wants to talk about real estate, right? Or you can uh, um, take a client out and then really start having a conversation and going much deeper and talking about uh, certain things that uh, you'll see that you're in complete alignment and you develop personal relationships. So that is in terms of this separation. Um, my two universes that collide, this is me, this is who I am. Um, and frankly, my business for me is like another child. You know, sometimes child one or two needs attention or sometimes child number three, which is my business needs attention. And so that's how you balance that. So now going back to a week that looks semi-balanced. So let's say if you are able to fit, let's say going to the gym three, four times a week, um, having some time to meditate or to relax, having certainly uh, a, a lot of productive hours that you dedicate to your business and developing your career, spend some time uh, with your parents, uh, spend time with your family, your spouses, your partners, your children, also allocate time to spend with your friends. Um, if you can feed all of these building blocks within a week where it's almost impossible to do all of this in one day, correct? So uh, trying to do all of this in one day most likely will leave us unsatisfied or feeling like, no, we're completely off balance. But to me, if I was able to fit most of the things in the course of a week, that's balanced week for me. So that's how I looked at balance. Wow. So I, I got a lot out of that. Uh, number one, giving yourself permission not to have to find that, that fine line. That I think is, is brilliant because uh, so many people struggle to find that separation. And I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, just last evening, I hosted uh, a group of ladies who I thought would uh, enjoy each other's company for uh, a picnic at Movies in the Park, which is a fun, casual event uh, in my town. And most of them were clients, uh, but not all of them. And, uh, and it was a beautiful blend of, um, of those two worlds. And I, I agree with you that in our profession, a lot of times they, uh, they become one and, uh, and shift. But I also really appreciate your comments about looking at a longer term for that sense of balance, right? Uh, in a week, did you, did you have enough activities that satisfied um, your, your personal uh, health, your spirituality, or your professional goals, um, but not looking at it uh, in such a day-to-day -day thing. I think that's something that will be very helpful for our our audience. Great. So as we uh, as we wind up our time together, um, I want to challenge you to think about uh, words of wisdom. Right? Any advice? that you would give to other real estate professionals who are looking to focus on the, the luxury segment? 
Well, um, there's no secret to anyone's success. It's truly uh, hard work and hanging in there. Um, and I think patience is uh, uh, super important. Um, I also strongly believe in continue to elevating yourself on a lot of different levels uh, and mostly professionally with education, with attending different seminars, learning from the best. This is extremely important. So always stay hungry for education. Always continue to uh, um, elevate your game. And last but not least, in our business, um, we have to start thinking that the industry is changing and we are changing. Therefore, we're not, and it's up to us as real estate professionals, especially in the luxury um, market arena, is to continue to uh, change the perception about industry and continue to stay focused on being uh, an advisor and trusted advisor to our clients. And I think that that respect and the experience and the information and the knowledge that we share will certainly help us uh, to achieve that goal. And I couldn't agree more. I think we all underestimate sometimes our responsibility to elevate the uh, the perception of our industry and uh, and it plays hand in hand with uh, our growth and success. So one more question, and that is what's on your bucket list, whether personally or professionally? What's, what's something big that you want to accomplish or um, experience in, let's say, the next 12 months? Great question. A lot on my bucket list. So uh, um, as I mentioned earlier, I uh, really enjoyed now working in the um, new development arena. And so I'm successfully handling uh, two major projects on North Shore of Long Island. One of them is being branded residences, Ritz-Carlton residences, where um, I got involved about two years ago, and uh, we're now coming to completion in terms of uh, the availability and inventory. Um, out of 230 units, we have just a handful uh, of units left. So uh, uh, we're working on another uh, successful project, and that takes um, a lot of time, but it's also extremely exciting to really see how the face of North Shore of Long Island is changing and this luxury community is coming to play, the convenience, the legendary service. Um, and I think that that's what luxury uh, consumer, luxury buyers, luxury clients are actually looking for um, because their, their expectations are this experience and the level of service that, uh, let's say, it's called in residences uh, um, have to provide. So that's kind of one um, thing. On a personal um, level, I uh, would like to go to Europe. We have uh, two trips planned for the next uh, four months. Um, one is with my daughter once she finishes her freshman year in college and uh, end of summer, uh, me and my husband um, and some of our friends. So that's another great thing. And also, um, I think just bring more joy into my daily life. Um, and on that, I'm working um, consistently. And what's joy? Sometimes we run for these big bucket list items 
but um, completely overlook what's kind of in front of us. And what's in front of us is uh, day-to-day interactions with people that uh, we love most. So my goal is to continue to bring more uh, warmth and love and soul into these relationships. I'm talking primarily about my parents um, that uh, are with uh, with me and um, I love them dearly, their future support and um, inspiration for me, as well as my friends and also my colleagues that I admire and always look up to. So that's pretty much what's on the horizon for the next 12 months. And I hope much further out. Outstanding. And I'm I'm pretty sure that that those uh, those thoughts are going to resonate with the audience, and that uh, uh, that there are some smiles out there for um, the concept of bringing uh, more joy to one's life, whatever that looks like. And so, Absolutely. Maria, I can't thank you enough for sharing your time. Uh, and for your continued support as a member and uh, congratulate you on your continued success. And, and I so look forward to, uh, to seeing you again in person soon and uh, to continuing the professional relationship uh, uh, from our various states. So with that, I'm going to, to wrap us up. And I want to thank you all in the audience so much for joining us on this episode of A State of Mind the art of selling luxury real estate. If you're interested in learning more about the Institute, you can find more at luxuryhomemarketing.com. If you like what you just heard, please share it with a friend and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.